Welcome to the ECT podcast series, engaging with the researchers working on the long-term field experiments in ECT's national network. Good afternoon. I'm visiting the Palace Lees long-term field experiment in Northumberland with Simon Peacock, the principal investigator for this experiment from Newcastle University. Good afternoon to you, Simon. Welcome, Ben. Welcome to Newcastle University and Palace Lees. Thank you very much. Can you tell us a bit more about the background to this field experiment, its longevity, uh, etc.? Well, this this has been a grassland since just at the end of the Napoleonic Wars in 1815 when it was last ploughed up and it was a grassland for a long time. And then about 1895, they set up the Palestine experiment, which was to look at various soil amendments, mineral fertiliser, nitrogen, phosphorus, potassium and farmyard manure and the effect they had on forage quality and forage quantity. So there was no thought to the biodiversity ecological aspect of it it was simply to find the best type of fertilizer input for forage and yield so this was set up in 1895 there are 15 plots set up mineral fertilizer on its own individually and collectively there was npk and then n only phosphorus only potassium only then combinations with farmyard manure farming manure added each year farmyard manure added every other year and so on. And these different combinations of the treatment were set up in 1895. And in the 1970s, a further plot at the bottom was set up to mimic more modern fertiliser input. Because these fertiliser inputs mimic the, the fertiliser inputs of, of the last century. So they're not really relevant today. But the effect of the fertiliser, of course, still is. Over those years, well, there's 120 years now. So this is, I believe, this is the longest grazing and fertiliser experiment on the planet, you could argue, and altered since 1895. Since it set up, the harvest and the grazing of the aftermath have not changed since 1895, so nothing has changed with the inputs to this experiment for 120 years. And over those 120 years, we have seen a lot of changes within the plots, both individually and collectively. Excellent. So you're just touching there on the impacts. What have been the main impacts, would you say, firstly to science and also to society of the science done here? Firstly, we've seen a lot of changes in the soil. Obviously, the mineral content of the soil has changed with the different changes in fertiliser. We found on plot 7 here, for example, which receives mineral nitrogen only, nothing else, no phosphorus, no potassium, no farmyard manure, over the years, the soil has acidified quite considerably. The, the pH now is 3.7. On the upper horizon, has built a, a large amount of carbon material. So we have a very sort of peaty horizon, which is very acidic and has no, virtually no soil fauna in it at all. So there have been striking soil differences over the 120 years this experiment has run. And also, the vegetation has changed dramatically. We find, again, in the, in the, the plots that receive a lot of nitrogen, they've acidified. And the vegetation has reflected that. We have an acidic grassland. There are species impoverished, both forbs and herbs. So we you generally find that the, the plots that have the highest biodiversity are those with an input of farmyard manure and very little nitrate. And is it possible, therefore, to say how that science 
will translate into benefits for land use managers, for example, or policy makers and society as a whole? Well, these plots were always set up to see what treatments affected the forage quality and the, the amount of forage that was received. But I think with food security being a, a very big issue, the use of fertiliser and the best way we can get the use out of the land is at the forefront of that. I think that's most important. Excellent. Are you open to new collaborations here at Palace Lees from other ecologists around the UK? Absolutely, yes. We always welcome other new collaborators with research and they, if they can come up with good topics and we would approve them, they can use Palace Lees as they like, how they wish, within certain limitations, of course. We wouldn't want them to dig huge, huge soil pits and remove the soil, but yes, we, we're certainly open to new collaboration. And what does the future hold for the plots here? Have you got a plan into the future? Well, is there funding available? There is some funding available. We would, we would always like to receive more, of course, but uh, a, a lot of the research possibly moving forward is to do with the emissions of greenhouse gases from various plots. The, the way we treat various plots with mineral fertiliser and farb and manure, what the gaseous emissions? There is a gas lab project underway where this is being used as a control for the emissions of nitrous oxide, methane and carbon dioxide. Of course, the differences between these emissions will be very great on the plots and we'd be very interested to see what those results will be in the future. Excellent. Thank you, Simon. And just to conclude then, what would be your overall take on the value and benefits of long-term ecological field experiments more generally, not just Palace Lees? Well, I think the, the public have a, a view of ecology being short-term in a way and, and a lot of research is is taken on three-year stints and five-year stints, looking at the ecological changes. But these changes often take many, many decades to take place, and you, you can't study ecology over periods of three and five years. You've got to look at the long-term picture. And grassland experiments such as Palestine, which have been going for 100 years unchanged, are an invaluable resource, and we cannot let them disappear. Well said. Thank you, Simon, for hosting me here on a, on a, a bright but windy day in Northumberland. <laughs> Thank you, Ben. <laughs>